0: Greetings and good day and welcome, my relatives. I shake your hands with a good heart. This is a voicing from the heart. It's good for all of us to be sitting here and to those of you who are listening. And you are listening to First Voices Radio and Teokas and Ghost or sending you greetings and strength from the highlands of the Esopus, or what Americans in Dutch call the Catskill Mountains. Regardless, it is the highlands of the Esopus and the lands of the Muncie, speaking Lenape. This is an all-Native hosted, all-Native produced, First Voices Radio, and Liz Hill is a producer of First Voices Radio. And you can now hear us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, as well as First FirstVoicesIndigenousRadio.org for archive, downloading, and listening. And before I introduce the in-studio, in-house guests today, I'd like to welcome the camera from Science and Non-Duality, who are filming, documenting, and recording today's live session with the First Voices Radio guests. And I have in studio Jonathan Gonzalez and Lucas Jatoba and Christian Psagbai. I'll say that. And I'd like to welcome you three gentlemen from wherever you're coming from and on Mother Earth. And I want you to to start out introducing yourself.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Peace, peace. Thank you, Tio Kassin. Thank you for this invite. Thank you, everyone. So... I have a question. Like, what does it look like to live on the intersection of land and language? You know, the world as we know it is facing countless shifts. Business as usual sustains only the further destruction of Earth and consequently culture as we know it. You know, these are fertile times to rewrite the narrative and revisit what worked for our ancestors in relation to our one home. Peace, beloveds. The given name I use is Cristia Matute Sagbay, all pronouns. I incarnated on this the land currently referred to as Gualaceo, Ecuador, but not too long ago it was Quichua Canari territory. And uh, this recognition of land and language draws me to the work of language justice. I'm currently exploring this avenue of healing while keeping in mind the need for future generations to decolonize themselves through expansive and yet connective land-based principles. So that's what I offer to myself and kin and peace, peace.
3: Hello. My name is Jonathan, and um, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I was born in Tuxtepec, Oaxaca, Mexico. Uh, my mom, Carmen Arbolay, and to my dad, uh, Raul Gonzalez Castillo, the youngest of four brothers. Um, I spent the last 12 years learning earth-living skills and ancestral ceremonial ways with many teachers and, and elders in my life. and. Uh, learning the earth living skills combined with participating in indigenous earth-based ceremonies along with the quest to connect more deeply with my ancestral lineage which is indigenous Taino from what's called Puerto Rico as we know is Boriquen and Chinanteco from Oaxaca, Mexico also African uh... this has all dramatically shifted my life over the last thirteen plus years and over the course of my entire life uh, I consider myself lucky to have these backgrounds and to share these love of these ways with folks from all walks of life. Um, so, I'm very, very, very honored to be here.
0: Mm. Thank you.
2: Hi, folks. I'm Lucas Jatobá. I'm a photographer and filmmaker from Manaus, in the northern part of Brazil, in the middle of the Amazon. And I'm 31 years old. I... I was living in Rio de Janeiro and now I'm here, like in this land of the Hudson Valley and I feel very honored about by because I'm here. Thanks for the invitation to Yokasin. I was there in Rio, I was studying anthropology at the Fluminense Federal University. Now I'm here also the co-founder of Tropic Climb, which is an initiative that we're having. Now in me and a friend we founded this, like trying to to put some some different looks on climbing media like from the southern part of the world. And it's that thanks yokasin invitation.
0: <laughs> no, thank all you gentlemen from various parts of the world and especially from the Western Hemisphere. If we could all just get our water out. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's all drink some water together. Right. many we chose the. basically it means um, the voicing of living in relationship to everything that's what water means in my language so with that i'd like to consume some water as we actually you know drink consciousness in our way mm-hmm. so let's do that that's for you Whew. okay yeah, this is a very different radio program this evening. It's my first live show um, in many years. Um, many people have been recording their shows and sending them, you know, on Zoom. And same here with the pandemic. Now, beyond that, here we are live. And the first, it's you know, so good that indigenous peoples are in this area. And I'm thinking about how we are from different parts of the world, you know, Ecuador and Mexico and Brazil. And here I am in, in, in Turtle Island, right? And the displacement that we have, not just our own story individually, but many indigenous peoples throughout the Western Hemisphere, and we could go to the world and spread it across the world, but we are indigenous here in this part of the world, the Western Hemisphere, and we've been separated, we've been displaced. But somehow there, deep down inside us, as you guys know, we carry something so, so eminently earth. And part of that is coming across in a different temperament, I guess you would say, the patience for each other, the patience that Earth has shown us. And we we listen to understand, not listen to reply. But since we're on a radio, we have to be temporal because we only have so many minutes on the radio. But the other part is spatial. We are spatial beings, and the whole is involved, the whole spectrum of viewpoint that we come from as well as from the earth and and i know you've been you know studying from where you're coming from from where you are coming from lucas and the amazon and then you from ecuador and the mountains in that area the mountains and and you from mexico mexico this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the displacement yes. but we are here recognizing that so
2: mm-hmm. just uh, your thoughts and displacement has always been a certain thing for myself Because I was born in Manaus as I stated. And I left there when I was a baby and I lived like in the southern part of Brazil for most of my life. And then I came back to live in Manaus as a teenager. So I had I had all obviously I have my family connection to the place but I haven't the experience of actually living there like, knowing how the people there live, um, the food, everything, right? So, I went there as a teenager. I didn't want to go, go back. Um, so, and I felt this place where I lived. But then I come back to the place where I was born and I felt this place too. And I still feel kind of displaced when I go there because... Every time I go, I'm still learning about food, about plants, about everything so mm. and now I'm here, mm. so I feel that the displacement, the feeling of this being displaced is something that keeps going with me, and I don't think that it's going somewhere like in my whole life. It's yeah. just something that. We need to deal, and I think we all have to deal with those stuff. Like we all here in this room, we all the the feelings, all the things that we share at Tilda's. Mm-hmm. It's something that, yeah, we have to. That always comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what comes up is you know a different
0: thought process, and it's not necessarily like I can come on a radio and do a who, what, when, where, and why a mechanical interview, but it's more whatever comes non-agenda non-agenda style Mm -hmm. that we're not really thinking it we're feeling what Mm -hmm. needs to be said because that message is eminently bigger than we are
1: yeah yeah well Christian yeah thank you thank you this is Christian thank you for for that Lucas um yeah so much that comes up and really just coming into this practice when being in the land to just be still a little bit feel it in and let that silence come through so um, I just mentioned this because you know what was coming up as as you mentioned that has been the journeys um, as a kid in Ecuador being in surrounded by family being around you know cornfields being around just like subsistence, subsistence farming type of lifestyle usually growing what you need uh, any and little extra it's taken to the market uh, with your grandma and you, you sell that and you share that um, to like having the mentality of, like, that's not being enough. Like, what what the Earth sustains you with, and everything you being, having family and animals, just being around this, like, relationship not being enough somehow, and having to, having your parents seek it somewhere else, going to the city, having this mentality, this, like, entire feeling of, like, not being enough to 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 being in a relationship with the Earth, and Eventually coming to the states, uh, seeking, of course, this 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 coin, right? Seeking this the status uh, that this coin allows or comforts, if if you want to put it in those senses. But always feeling like like the displacement came in in a way that was so immaterial, that was so not you, you know. And um, but anyway, just going through the different iterations of finally coming to the, to the states and. And, and still feeling like not belonging anywhere you go, you know, mm-hmm. not not feeling like like you're not enough. So you know, just I I, I sit with that, and I, I, I like to really you know see where that seed is, where where that where that seed that was planted, um, and and where it's been, you know, spreading new seeds at. Um, that I may maybe cultivate the seed in a different way, especially since um, the son that I have uh, four years old, Sacha is, is becoming um, a a pivot point for me it's becoming a, a point where I can reflect and want to decide to, to, to walk a different way and deal with this displacement in a different way um, so yeah I'm, I'm thinking about that um, and appreciate just, you know, having this time to, to really look into that in the different ways that that shows up, for sure. Yeah, thank you. This is Jonathan speaking. Uh, what you said, Lucas, uh,
3: struck and resonated very deep, deeply. Uh, uh, I was born in Tuxtepec, Oaxaca, as I said, and um, I, I left four months. My family left four or five months after I was born, and... Um, and and what you were both saying about feeling that sense of displacement of that, that what you say spatial and to that to the land, there's almost this um, spiritual displacement mm. that has happened too yeah. for a lot of people. That um, even sometimes when we find ourselves still on our homeland, um, we're separated from our uh, original instructions, our original relationship with the earth. Um, and I think right now of my my father who was born and raised in the in the same town same place where his ancestors had been for almost ten thousand years and they didn't call it like a residential school or a boarding school but it was a school that certainly brought them into um, this sense of uh, maybe colonization if you Mm -hmm. might say Mm -hmm. um, to Think differently to act differently to live differently, so much so that he found the the need to leave there, come to New York City to work to bring money so he could send it back home right. that's why we came that's why we left and so um, I find that that uh, spiritual displacement that spatial that land displacement stays with us and yeah. it sounds like that's what you were um, talking to Christian yeah. a little bit and um And it's hard to understand how to get recover something, reclaim something, and and continue to be resilient in our lives. Mm -hmm. But um, I find lots of inspiration in this room right now, uh, who I'm looking at and who I'm speaking with. So, Mm -hmm. um, and knowing knowing you you three, I I feel like yeah, there there's there's pathways back um, about remembering and being in the process and. that process is, um, as it was told to me, a uh, compassionate communication. <laughs> so staying with the process, staying in communication, and finding compassion for ourselves and for those who we speak with, even if we may not agree. And mm-hmm. I'm sure with this room, sometimes we find a lot of um, different ideas that we come across that we don't necessarily <laughs> agree with in our own lives, but, um, right. but it's staying with it staying here and staying within that compassionate communication that i find that is the way that helps me come from a place of uh, maybe this dominance this dominator culture to a sense of uh, what another teacher tells me about reverence and the uh, a, a reverence culture or a reverence code
0: that reminds me of our language and, and christian you You mentioned something about um, the recognition of land and language, but the recognition of language that the land draws from you. You know, as we know, this is Lenape area. But many people force that acknowledgement on themselves to say, well, there we did it, we said it, this is Lenape. But without seeing us as Native people in that same territory, our blood, our DNA comes from this side of the earth, right? And so we recognize that in... Having to speak this foreign language, and I know you three speak Espanol, you know, I speak English, but I still am able to, how do you say it, recognize that it was, like you say, not too long ago that was Kichwa territory, not too long ago was Taino, not too long ago was your people from from the Amazon, right? Mm. And not too long ago, my people, Lakota, came out this way and visited everybody. And I think about, oh, I'm not a tourist. I never felt like a tourist. Mm. and never will. So I don't have that. I'm a nomad. I'm uh, grounded because the earth is in in relationship to what's going on in South America, so to speak. And it's it's all communicating. So, yeah, from that point, rather than, you know, like I'm relocated because the laws of the U.S. said there's a relocation. You must go on and we'll, we'll split up your family from... When we say family, from your extended family, we'll take you as a nuclear unit, and you can find a job in Detroit. We'll give you an alarm clock and a job, and that's it. You pay your rent and all that. So it took them away from relationship with the land. But I don't feel that. That's a mental junk thing that I talk about. It's more like, hey, this is, this is not a, a mental separation. This is a spiritual enlargening, enlar, enlargement of who we are as indigenous peoples, because to me, indigenous voices are needed now, especially with climate change, while we go through as indigenous peoples
2: climate damage.
1: Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, we always have to look to the bright side of things, right? Mm. So, and when I think nowadays, I realize that the displacement thing for me is the thing that made me that draw me to photography, that draw me to filmmaking, that draw me to looking to other cultures and being inspired by it. That made me want to learn other languages like Spanish or English and even other languages. And yeah, and that's what brought me here. That's why I'm sitting here with you guys from different parts talking and sharing about those feelings. So it's very interesting that I when I look to people who have a very good sense of belonging, they sometimes feel so attached to their places that they can't go anywhere else. They don't feel like comfortable going anywhere else. And I have the feeling, which is something to deal with, but when I go to when I go somewhere, I feel I feel that I can get used to it pretty quickly, which is like, which is good. But at the time, it's the feeling of displacement that's going along with me. Uh-huh. But at, at the same time, this same thing brought me so good, so yeah, Damn. so I mean, much good stuff.
0: Don't, right? don't you feel that anywhere you go in anywhere in the world? For me, I'm comfortable with who I am. So, because I think one thing, the barrier that keeps me from not feeling comfortable is the
1: fact that I don't own the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. The surface level stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you speak a yeah, of um, yeah. yeah, Christian here, and uh, really, oh my gosh, <laughs> 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 the threads that are being weaved here, um, it's very exciting to, um, like, stepping into the, like, as as a walking being, as a, as a walking like body, that and, and being identified with what's so, sometimes missing because of all the limits that are uh, are you know uh, my parents are telling me at the time as a kid in Ecuador like we don't have this we don't have that da 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 da, da. and so coming to the United states and looking for those things that are lacking, and still being in a relationship so much to just the immediate. Places around me and being like, wait, my country is somewhere else, where my my culture is somewhere else. Uh, like always having this, like, being only in one area, like very very spatial, very very limited. To what you just mentioned, Tiokasin um, about the expansiveness and and you know that that's that's resonating to me now because I had to go through these really depressive moments to to like surrender to the earth like really coming to to not wanting to live in this now culture this uh, mainstream culture and just every just the culture of separatism the culture of being separate from the earth is really what was driving me crazy and yeah getting me to points that um just wasn't helpful it wasn't going to be useful to the earth itself you know all these these trains of thoughts but um you, mentioning the expansiveness, having to go through those through those oppressive things in order to surrender in the, and let finally letting the earth speak to to me, you know, um, you know, I did have to go back to Ecuador after coming here and being 13 years uh, um, in in the United States, and then having to go back and just really missing it, like out of out of need and being like, there's something there that I'm lacking that I left that I don't know what what, what happened, but you know, luckily I, I was able to unite you know, with uh, my, my uncle and he brought me to um, the jungle in, in the, uh, the, the Amazonian part of Ecuador and there having a San Pedro ceremony where um, I was able to finally like just lose more mental chains that said you were separate from her. And finally having her voice, Mother Earth being like, listen, you're here, thank God, you know, you came back to me you're in the United States but you're always on me like we're, I'm always sustaining you. I'm always holding you no matter where you are I, you can't separate me even if even if you think in your mind because of the spatial recognitions of where you are that you're so separate that that that, uh, that you need to be in one space to feel me no I'm, I'm everywhere and so that was like a life-saving just turning point for me where where I started feeling what you're what you're talking to or what I guess what I'm I'm receiving from what you're saying to you, because is this sense of like, man, like I can feel I can really it sounds a little cliché, but I can really make home where my heart is. Like if my heart is <laughs> where the earth, then I'm home everywhere because yeah. there's nowhere I can turn to that day. I can't find the earth. No matter if it's concrete, no matter if it's steel, no matter you know no matter where I'm at, but that that literally saved my life and allowed me to start slowly mending my relationship to it and saying, hey, you know, as long as I can be quiet, take a pause, I can feel her again. Aquí estoy. So uh, this coming back here, maybe that's why I came to the United States without me realizing. Maybe that's why I came here because I needed to maybe share this perspective, go through that, not realize what was happening, you know, make my own decisions and say, with my own free will, I, I choose to be back in relationship with, with her. Yeah. Yeah,
3: this, um, this idea of home um, is, is very interesting to me because I, uh, I find myself here renting an apartment um, in a place that I don't know how welcome I feel, but I feel when I step outside of the door then I'm more home than when I am inside the building. Um, and I think that's what like you said Lucas that brought you to ph- photography for me It brought me to learning to work with fire, right? So when I put my hands together and I rub my the spindle down the stock and I see that connection be alive in front of my face um, I I recognize home. I Recognize a sense of belonging. I recognize love you know, something that uh, you know I don't see a lot in the world uh, like that like, um, but but I feel it you know I feel it's there um, so what what it feels like uh, I see a lot is we've equated um, like what you said maybe that junk of property ownership uh, ownership with home mm-hmm. and I think that ideology when it when it lands in us it takes hold but it's something that's trying to move in and take place of what we've always had right home it's always been there for all of us and um, and it's it's about that for for me you know Uh, working through that letting go of this ideology uh, and re uh, uh, re relating remembering my relationship Mm -hmm. Um, so when I'm there with the fire or when I'm here in conversation with you all this feels home.
0: It's uh, almost at the bottom of the hour and at that, that temporal thing called time. <laughs> we have to, you know, put ourselves in that box. And I'm thinking about maybe when we come back, I can we can discuss this idea of, because when I'm with you all, I'm not feeling like I'm rich or poor, mm-hmm. especially not poor. And in our peoples, there's no such word. The concept of poor doesn't exist. And, and yet we deal with the duality that we're speaking of in our irrespective languages, uh, Spanish and and English, is that they tell us that you're poor because you don't materially own something or because you have, you're rich, right? So I'm thinking, wow, okay. So if we don't have it in in my culture, what it means to me is saying, well, we forgot how to give. Mm -hmm. People have nothing to give, so they forget. Then the other side of the table is, I have so much to to give that I don't want to give it anyway we also forget how to give so it becomes charity and that's not really that's poverty on both ends what I'm saying when we come back we'll probably talk about that if you will um, Jonathan and Gonzalez and Christian Psagby, <laughs> and Lucas Jatoba from Brazil Mexico Ecuador and my name is Tielkesen Ghost Tourist you're listening to First Voices Radio mm-hmm.
4: Through all my days, child, How this place was settled The murder and the shame Secrets being exposed, to Truth we must uphold, child, Constant fight for justice To pave the way for change Living in denial Going through the same old cycle Penal colony survival Depending on your ball and chain System gonna customize you, the man ain't gonna redefine you. Gotta hunt like a nighttime spider, depending on your ball and chain. For a change and it's bringing out in the demons This this ball and chain Got me feeling some type of way the ball and chain Got me feeling like I'm a slave It's like I'm swimming out But an name. has got me drowned But still i survive. To keep and alive I a gotta break, break, break We may find the need to, to mix up all the colors Break down the walls of race Get among, gotta do your time Gotta take it in your stride Gotta make what you can come alive now Depending on your ball and chain
0: This is Kazan Ghost Tours, and you're listening to First Voices Radio here in the the lands of Penapid. I'm with Christian Ksagbai and Lucas Jatoba and Jonathan Gonzalez in studio. We're talking various things, and go with us, flow with us, and be with us as we go through this. And we're going to do this again sometime in the future and keep this flow going. As I finished, um, I talked about the poverty and the difference between poverty and wealth that poverty is something that maybe is because we forgot how to give so we were always trying to be rich and those who are rich forgot also how to give so they turn it into charity both ends the duality of poverty and wealth do not want anything taken away from one wants both the same thing is called greed one has it and wants to keep it another one wants to have what the wealthy have and that's the imbalance of of anything. So what I'm saying is that there there's a balancing going on, and as long as we remember as indigenous peoples that the earth is the balancing of who we are, then the language follows the language of if if we speak the native language or not, we we are we are kind of stuck with this these languages with our with the Romance languages, English and Spanish. And we're often talking about ourselves in a sense. The I, the me, the my, the mine, and ours, Mm -hmm. and how much we lost, or how much can we gain. So we're in a duality of that. So what happened in the original purpose of coming here was domination. Domination came into play. And when you think about domination, it's everywhere, but the religious and the scientific and the governmental Oral domination and they control the language that we speak. And you were mentioning this to Lucas, is let's talk about the language. And I really want to, because I think that's the mainstay of how why we are here, understand ourselves, as well as being able to to articulate what we're feeling in an, in an expressionist language, as I say, such as English.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is Christian. Uh, One thing I'd like to recognize is that Spanish, English are colonizers' languages, as you were mentioning, you know, and I want to definitely make that clear um, that, you know, in in the journey that I have, it's, it's, once again, looking at that, the I. It's like, which I? And it's something that we keep catching ourselves in. And also, it's also interesting because the pronouns has been... uh, uh, a, a talk, a, a recent thing, but also not so recent in, in a certain sense um, in how we relate to one another and so um, there was a, was a time when we really wanted to use we and us to present ourselves uh, as like the wholesome oneness that planet is showing us that we are um, and so it's, it's, it's been fascinating because now it's been a struggle to relate that to that, using that language to the parent that I have you know, the parent that I have is set in who I am, but still missing, I think a big part in who we are beyond those concepts. And so that's how I want to start this this part of the conversation is really acknowledging that we're utilizing a sort of outdated technology (laughs) and uh, language itself being that that, that can be um, limiting, as well as finding ways to really express ourselves in, in the fullest sense, which is where I think language justice is coming in to offer those voices to others, even if it is using these outdated uh, technologies. Mm-hmm. So just opening the way through that. Um, yeah, and, and it, it would be the biggest accomplishment in my life to get a, a, a deeper relationship to the Quechua language, mm-hmm. which, which is where um, the folks that... Uh, I come from. Our this is the language, the technology that they use.
3: Yeah, I I hear that uh, because uh, I know when I stepped into a space when I heard Taíno spoken for the first time, I didn't know what was being said, but I felt something so deep, you know, some relationship that was was there the whole time, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, in my in my I like, uh, I say quest, you know. Uh, that I'll be taking uh, in January, going back to Oaxaca for four months. Uh, my hope is to reconnect with the Chinanteco mm-hmm. languages there, so um, because I I want to feel that again. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I think of this, as you say, outdated technology, this tool that we use to converse and relate back and forth, this English and Spanish language, and I think of it in terms of poverty and wealth. It's um, there's there's such a creative way that people use language to almost manipulate these different ideas, fabricate different ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And so poverty and wealth are two ends of the same, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Um, but when I think of wealth, and you 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 said it, Tiokasin, i you don't feel you feel rich or wealthy here, it because it's in relationship. Mm-hmm. And when I when I can experience and when I can feel that relationship, um, that's when I also feel the wealth, the true wealth.
2: Yeah. And as you were saying, Christian, um, Spanish, English, and also Portuguese, those are Western European languages. So they're like colonizer languages. And as I, I told, I remember that I told that to Teocasin the other day, Uh, language is always the first barrier so when uh, someone comes to others Mm -hmm. land and wants to to conquest that place the first thing that the Spanish the Portuguese, the English did was to force their language because with language comes culture Mm -hmm. so um, and we are impregnated with all that stuff Mm -hmm. So we fit in a box and languages get us trapped because they're a closed system. So we only have those few words, those that we can use to express ourselves. And we feel better doing that in our native languages. So I really feel better doing that. Like I would feel way better doing this if I was speaking Portuguese, Mm -hmm. but then you wouldn't be understanding me. Uh, But, and I need, it it takes some effort to try and find the words to express some feelings that I deeply have within me, that I just can't express in English or even in Spanish, that it's a very similar language, a very close language to Portuguese. So we have such similar languages, but even though the feelings are not there. And if you look closely to Brazilian Portuguese, to be more specific um when we go to portugal like brazilians usually have a hard time like dealing and understanding what they're saying it's kind of close what americans feel when they go like to to the uk but and brazil is just a huge country and we have so much words and so many words that came from from africa and also from the whole community of indigenous people around Brazil and a lot of words that are derived from that and that they, they don't exist anywhere else like yeah. besides Brazil so it it gets that we have a lot of culture going on that is from so many different places that we've found ourselves how to express with and when we are here, try to speak English, like, talking about all those things and all those feelings that came from Mexico, Ecuador, mm-hmm. and also from, from sure. here the U.S., but yeah. it's a very different U- U.S. for YouTube. Yeah, see. Yeah. I feel what you're saying here is, um, you know, like <clears throat> we have to speak out of
0: a box now, not just technically, but speaking out of a box of to put back in a box, we have to decode who we are so that we can be defined by that language and standardize the emotion rather than the feeling, because the emotion is one to me that can be manipulated right. right? but it's the feeling of earth that we have and I'm thinking about so this month is uh, Native American month in the United States right? So we get to be natives for a month right? And what happen to the other see, this is where other natives like well come on they're giving us attention but it is our is it our job to get attention in their domination or just continue to be who we are cuz every time we say well okay thank you for the thank you for the month thank you for the month i have my uh, hands closed in in prayer, t- prayer. In prayer. Yeah. thank you for thank you for giving us that month you know thank you it's like okay but we don't want to bite the hand that feeds us right mm. yeah.
3: It's like um, what you've spoken with us about um, the parabox, right? Oh. And um, uh, the, the the paradigm, and and, um, and using that language, it's um, it, it keeps us in it. it keeps it, We're working, trying to work from within to find uh, almost a solution, almost an answer, you know. And we're like desperate for answers, and we're desperate for solutions. So we look within. What is provided to us, and so like we say thank you for this month, you know. Oh, like we can be native, but you know it's like, well, if we don't challenge those ideas, if we don't question that, if we don't have this conversation about it, and we lay back and say thank you, and we'll we'll take the uh... we'll take the recognition, and we'll take the opportunity to honor, and we'll go to the powwow, and we'll sit in the teepee, and the things like this, and you know, then it's like, oh no, we we've we've continued to recognize the walls of the box, and we've uh, we've accepted that. Mm-hmm. And um, where 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 we're needing to look outside of the box, where mm. where we were from originally, the the earth, you know, Mother Earth here.
2: It's yeah. I, I, the work that go ahead, please. Um, uh, the, the work that Christian does, like with language justice, has all to do with that. You sh- you yeah. could talk a little bit more about it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. I mean, and, yeah. and I, 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 I welcome that. Um, it's been a, a, something that's been coming out of the struggles. A lot of, like, campesines, campesines in um, South America. South America is just really finding a way to uh, organize, and uh, I think a lot of that's been happening in our very you know recent times. Uh, in Ecuador, there was... Uh, you know, an uprising there, but in general, I think um, just to put it in that way, it's something that has been trying to find the uh, limits, but like go beyond the limits. Like if so, if we say that language is a limit, which I understand where that's coming from that then we're gonna stay and accept those boxes as they are and, and just be like, okay, we can't, we can't communicate with this person. Well, we just have to ignore them because this is a resource that we have, and that's it. And I think that's been the history here in the United States. You know, growing up as a kid, I had to translate from my mom because things weren't available in Spanish. But um, yeah, like we're, with language justice, we're saying, no, there's a community out there. We're not in a box. We can pretend to be in the box. And we want to reach out to that community uh, and make sure that there's this flow of communication, not one way, really multiple ways. So multilingual uh, reality is what we're trying to just really uplift and and everywhere we are. And it's so ironic because coming to the United States and having this idea of like, This is the melting pot, you know. That was like a very key phrase. It's like, well, where's all the languages that came with the melting pot? Like, you're gonna like ignore all that and say uh, English is the way to go? Like, come on now. And so we're losing a lot of cosmovisions. We're losing a lot of connections and 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 ways to really uh, understand each other if if we don't go beyond those limits. So that's that's what I very briefly for the amount of time that I have. I just want to uplift that. Yes, you know, languages with all its nuances. Um, we can we can connect and include that the one of the, the biggest I think things that we want to go for is go beyond the la- the English and Spanish and include the indigenous tongues. Yeah. If we can use that as a way to influence English and Spanish and, and make an upgrade this technology, update it uh, to to have some way somehow yeah. utilizing the original languages in our verbiages while we're using English or Spanish you know, kind of like we use Spanglish then we can have a new, a new uh, color to paint with, then we have a new way to relate to each other, a new way not only to each other, but acknowledge earth I can't emphasize that enough um, is really the uh, visceral connection that we have with it, and, and so yeah, that's, that's kind of the that's, that's language justice for me right now Alright, good. Turn it in well the
3: one thing I'm I'm thinking of right now is uh, a a phrase that came up today uh, in in language and um it's um what was it uh regenerative real estate and so and I and I say that and how how did we all we we, we're sugar to the composer here? <laughs> well, like, I just you know the, as soon as I said it, everybody in the room kind of just shrugs and laughs and just scratches their head almost, you know, because um, this is the thing about language. Yes, I, I'm so grateful for you, mm-hmm. Christiane, for mm-hmm. doing this work because you know you're bringing us to an awareness that's so great, you know. And and what what I'm saying is like. Yes. And what we have right now is so in need to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. To, be, to be challenged, especially yes. when we put a few words together to make this phrase that's going to sound good, you know, that's going to be um, filled with intention of goodness, right? But, but if, we, if we, you know, parse it out, so to speak, you know? We find something very insidious, right? We find almost something, and I don't know if that's a word, but we find something that is trying to keep us connected, keep us connected to inside, to keep us connected to capitalism, Mm -hmm. keep us connected to ownership, Mm -hmm. keep us um, this idea of separation, Mm -hmm. right? Keep informing these ideas of separation. So this is the thing that's coming up for me right now, and um, and I'm struggling with it. You know, I struggle with it every day, and I see it every day. As I learn more about the history and how they took language and they came over here and they they blessed the land, right? They changed the names of the land. I my name Jonathan. You know, this is a name that's straight from the Bible. Also, you know, and. Uh, so there's a lot to it's just uh, right, right, Lucas,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucas, are <laughs> like all here, so <laughs> See, so
3: you know, so we all have it, and it's all kind of always being mm-hmm. pushed on us. It's like, oh, this is good. That's a beautiful name, Lucas, yeah. right? That's a beautiful name, Christian, mm-hmm. right? But do we uh, do we take the opportunity to look look deeply into it? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is what you're doing, and this is what I hear you, Teokasin doing often. Thank you.
0: No, it's really... One thing to be sure of is that when when I'm speaking English, I have to come from a conscience, whether I'm saying the right thing or the wrong thing, right? So it's a duality. But when in, in Lakota, Lakota, I'm using consciousness. I'm aware more so, and it's a full spectrum awareness about everything behind you that you can't see and you can feel through intuition. And you've heard me say this before, my... My 88-year-old mother told me that we cannot speak Lakota without intuition. But when I'm using English, it's having to do, that. I say the right thing? Am I effective enough? Right? Rather than just listening for it to to understand, rather than listening so I can reply. So that's the time constraints of, you know, of a, a, a cause and effect, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Just, just any quick words you got to say, you know, before we go out and... Just want to welcome you all and thank you all for joining us here on First Voices Radio, Christian.
1: Just so much gratitude. That's. I think that's. I'm going to leave it at that. Gratitude for y'all.
3: Yeah, same. And uh, as as I've listened over the over the years now, um, you know, I'm humbled to be in this space. Like you know, I'm humbled Likewise. to to meet new new um, new new familia, mm-hmm. new new relatives. You know. Not even new, you know. That's that's not even Mm. the word, right? Um, But uh, we've always been here, Mm -hmm. so uh, let's remember that.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'd like to thanks Yogasin for the invitation again, and I feel honored to be here. And thanks for you all guys. Thanks, Christian. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you all for all the conversations that we've been having beyond this day today in the radio because it has been. Really cool to be around you guys. Mm-hmm.
3: It's yeah. Ongoing you. process. Yeah. yeah,
2: and like you remember
0: we're not doing this because of Indigenous Peoples Month or right, right. Native American <laughs> Month. <laughs> All right. right, this is this is what they want us to do. Let's fit them in the box because Thanksgiving and whatever. Oh, right. <laughs> and so like, whole, like, forget yeah. about that. I don't right? even you know. know what those
5: things are.
2: Right? <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no. You're blessed. <laughs> <last. laughs> Well, anyway, but thank you all, um, Lucas Jatoba and Christian Matute-Sagbay and Jonathan Gonzalez from their respective lands of Me- Mexico and Ecuador and Brazil and coming to Turtle Island. I welcome you anytime that you want because it's, quote-unquote, your land, too. This land is your land, this yeah, man is cool. your yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but thank you, and thank you for those listeners out there. We are not here. We are not complaining. We are just talking our truth right. from that heart. So, it's, thank you. This is First Voices Radio. My name is Diokasin Ghost Stores. Thank you for joining us next time. We'll come back with more in the future. <laughs>
5: Winged hawks swooping down on prey, curtain going up on the nighttime shadow play. Seen sun going down, set the sea on fire, black smoke boiling from burning tires, and bones in the mud was the blood sacrifice required. Ooh-wee, all the sights I've seen in the depth of the world, in the heart of a dream. Ooh-wee, all the places I've been each one reflected in the state's I'm in State's I'm in Stay time at all, stay time I'm slick as a dealer in a green eye shade. Aces up his sleeve and he's not afraid. The mayor in his uniform, monkeys have been well. Climbing up the ivy to the balcony above Where pines the heart of my one true love Obsession, delusion, all that waits is a fateful shove ooh all the sights I've seen In the depth of the world and the heart of the dream ooh all the places I've been Each one reflected in the states I'm in all States I'm in Crows in the treetop, motors in the road Structures of darkness that the dawn corrodes Into the title montage of a new episode Whisper wells up from the deep sun trod. Overflows the channel and spreads abroad Gathers in power like a lightning rod the sights I've seen In the depth of the world and the heart of the dream Ooh-wee, all the places I've been Each one reflected in the states I'm in oh, states I Ooh-wee, all the sights I've seen In the depth of the world and the heart of the dream Ooh-wee, all the places I've been each one reflected in the states I'm in oh.